What's up, fandom? I'm Josh, and today we have a very special episode for you. We're going to be talking about Monkey Kid, Lego Monkey Kid, Lego the Monkey Kid, Monkey Kid the Lego form. Um, and we've got some wonderfully special guests. Uh, returning is Sam Sawyer. Hello. I don't know if this is being recorded, like, for, like, they can see my face. Can they see my face? They can see your face. Okay, then I can wave. <laughs> I mean, hey, you can pretend to wave. I mean, you can wave and they not see your face for the audio. That works as well. I mean, that works just as well. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, we also have the incomparable Elijah Bailey. Oh, man, the incomparable. I'm I should have had my wife in here for this. Like, I never get <laughs> compliments. Like, thank you. I've been 100% sure what incomparable means, but... I, oh, I mean, it sounds great. Exactly. It sounds <laughs> yeah. big and professional. So I was like, there you go. Thank you, uh, sir. We also have uh, from Monkey Kid. We also have executive producer Velas. I'm gonna butcher your last name, so I'm not even gonna attempt it. Spongebob. See, I was I wasn't gonna go with it. I was, I was Spongebob, and I'm like, nah, that's that's not right. <laughs> it's it doesn't work at the DMV as well. Like you walk up there and they're like pronouncing your name at Starbucks. You know, it's a nightmare. But uh, yeah, yes, Spongebob. <laughs> that would be pretty cool just saying uh then we have uh the main character himself mk we have jack to hello how's it going uh uh guys thank you thank you all so much for coming on this is uh oh, hopefully, no, hopefully it's gonna be a fun episode if not then this will never come out it'll <laughs> <laughs> be, be dreadful it'll be the most boring slow episode you ever know <laughs> oh, no i've had worse like <laughs> are you talking about my episode i came on <laughs> He's talking about mine. Uh, I mean, there's the reason that Sam's episode never came out. Oh. I knew it. Oh. I knew it. Oh, wow. Lost by make this the Sam episode now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There but we go. This is really an episode for Sam. Thank you all for joining uh, <laughs> the Salem series. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Maybe later. <laughs> That's soon. We're coming. Salem is coming soon. Um, Work in progress. We're going to talk about uh, Monkey Kid. Now, Veloc, how should, like, is it just is it Lego Monkey Kid or is it Monkey Kid? Because it's a Lego property, but do we just go with like Monkey Kid? I, I would say Lego Monkey Kid because um, it's you know it is the a spin on a very rich um, mythology, very great book, Journey to the West. Um, it is definitely an original piece. You know, I think we we twisted every turn and we you know we took all this great inspiration and you know we put it through the kind of like lego creative machine um and we um you know we tried to make it as unique as possible from both a lego perspective but also from not a lego perspective because we didn't want it to be another ninjago we wanted it to be its own thing um with a kind of like a very you know a global appeal where you know you're trying to satisfy and not scare off the um, like the Chinese uh, audience because you know it's for them this is like one of the like number two or three most important pieces of literature, uh, and it's you have to be very careful um, and do it the right way. And you know the team was basically built up with quite a few in our Shanghai office, uh, and then some creatives back in Denmark where I was at the time together with you know the Lego crew and we're basically just jamming on this uh, and we found the most ridiculous animation studio in Sydney 
who could also give this a crazy twist. Uh, and, you know, I think the original pitch was make it, you know, something we haven't seen and make us uncomfortable, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, they succeeded in. Uh, and I think they're still doing that to, the, to this day, which, you know, is impressive. And then, of course, we, had a, we have a really stellar cast, both in, in China, we have a really good cast, but then the American cast is just, you know, absolutely mind-blowingly good like those sessions and have just been some of the best i don't know jack how you feel but it's uh it's a ton of talent and it's very fun with the we 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 were maybe like uh we were still finishing season one when the pandemic started so like a big bulk of of uh what we've recorded has been remote and just in closets and stuff and so just being able to like walk into my closet and listen to these incredibly talented uh, uh, people is a, is a real joy. Um, Steve Bloom and Stephanie Shea and Sean Schemmel and David Chen. And Dave, I mean, it's, I could name all the people. They're all freaking great. They all like A-list, super top of the game, talented. Uh, and it's, that, I think that cast is like a first for Lego to have such a strong all around, just, you know, right out the gate. That show was just like so fast, so fun. It's a bit of a roller coaster. Um, and I think even, you know, I had to kind of get used to the speed of the show uh, coming off a, a little bit of a slower show also with Jack. So, um, but yeah. Um, I, I will say like, I, I like the fact, um, and we've covered, you know, the Lego, like like the Lego movies on the on the podcast before. Um I, I love the fact that this isn't, you know, this isn't like a Ninjago or anything like that, where it's like the, or like those current ones that I think they've got on Netflix, like the, the Lego Jurassic Worlds and, and Star Wars special and stuff like that, where like they look like Legos and it looks like the mm. Lego movie type of thing. I love that this is like pretty much fully animated. Like yeah how, how much of the, you know, the style of the show like was a big, uh selling point um like did you guys know like did was it originally going to be you know kind of like like that same animation like ninjago or what did you guys know like from the beginning that you wanted to do like this more 2d aesthetic um it's a great question uh so how it usually works with these um you know is that you you get a few studios to pitch in uh and there was a few traditional kind of more 3d uh, closer to Ninjago style uh, studios that pitched and then Flying Bag in Sydney uh, did a pitch that was so good and so much better than anything we've seen before. Um, it's a piece that I don't think has been ever released and I kind of hope it will be released because it's a, it's a slightly unique take on a scene that's in the pilot. Uh, but it's before we, you know, people like me and other Lego executives came in and destroyed everything. <laughs> so it's even kind of crazier and even more violent and even faster. Um, we, we dial it back a little bit to make it, you know, kind of age appropriate, which I, I question if we completely succeeded in, but um, so, so it was never, you know, the style really came from flying back and, and of course us choosing that studio and we made some small adjustments. Uh, you know, the minifigure, the Lego minifigure, uh, the little man, is um, it's a trademark. And it's a trademark you have to protect because you can actually lose that trademark if you don't use it proper. So you can't own wow. a trademark and then change it, you know, because then, then you are screwing with your own trademark. 
So going into a hand-drawn, like, this is a hand-drawn show. Mega blocks and nobody wants that. Like, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you want that Danish oh, shoot. quality. We accidentally made them all connects. What happened? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we can do a spin-off with a, <laughs> no, let's not do that. So yeah, sorry. Yeah, I keep, I would go off a tangent here, but like, you know, uh, because it's a hand-drawn show, there was a, a bit of a, you know, growing pains, getting everything on model and finding the style. And, and also, you know, the, the you know, there's quite a lot of things going on in this show and, you know, people will stop and, you know, watch it every single frame. So we have to make sure it looks pretty good. Every, like every frame of painting. Um, and yeah, I think, it, I think it looks pretty good. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, yeah, I had to do that because, I mean, just like some of the faces for the characters, like when there's like an action scene going on, like there's that chase scene. Because like we're mainly going to be talking about um, the uh, the pilot episode of Hero is Born. Um, there's there's this, like when they're all in uh, the, uh, the the bus that no, the um, Pigsy's Pigsy's food truck thing is that what it's called oh my gosh it's been (laughs) guys um when they're in that there's uh some cool little scenes between like uh mk and uh may and they're just like oh like they're just making like faces at eddie you know just like random faces i'm like i had to go back and like watch those i'm like this is just so good like all these little bitty bits like i love little bitty bits that you know studios put in because it, it kind of helps you, you know, see that they care. And right. it's like, I, I really enjoy that. Uh, what about you guys? Absolutely. It's a beautiful style and it's, um, it's really unique to the Lego franchise, which makes it so appealing. And so it's like, I, I want to see more of it because of the art style. Because again, like you're used to the little, little Lego guys, but they're, they're, these are so unique. It makes it really appealing. I feel like not just for people that enjoy Legos, but also for a wider um, audience as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so beautiful. And one of the things that captured me because we I, I watched ton of anime, ton of movies, and from right off the bat, just the story uh, between uh, uh, DBK and Monkey King, and seeing that initial fight drew me in to when we went basically to our main character mk and started you know he's being told this story and you see his passion you're like oh my god this this is one of those it's going to be uh me and me and my my friend richard we have categories for anime like classic legendary this is good this is i wish we had another season and this goes up on the shelf for the classic ones because like small references we were talking about before we started recording pulling the staff from the ear, seeing Nimbus come down the, the pole, and then you have this larger-than-life uh, DBK, the huge bull in this battle, and you're like, this is not Legos. This is not Lincoln Logs. This is, <laughs> this is 2021. We're coming in. And, and one of the things that I thought was so interesting is I went on um, YouTube to see if anybody mentioned anything, and then I found a couple of uh, 11 to 15 minute, maybe eight minute videos about uh, why the hell is Lego Monkey Kid not here? And when are we going to get it in the US? And I'm like that, but whatever you saw, that's what I saw from the first episode. And it just draws you in to where the the 45 minute run seems like 20 minutes. And I'm like, I want more now. So I, I love it. The art style, the, the narrative, just the, the, the relationships between each character. Ugh beautiful 
It's like the fastest paced thing I've ever been. <laughs> like it feeling like it flies by is just it's so dense. There's so many like so many visuals and so many jokes mm-hmm. and so many like uh, from an acting perspective, it's like a million turns a second. Every line has like six jokes in it. Uh, it's, oh, yeah. uh, it's very it's very dense. It's very fast moving. So, yeah, it does feel short. It just kind of like blitzes at you. I think that that's the beauty of it, though, too, because with everybody with now streaming almost seems like uh, just it, it's it's everywhere. Every forum like parents are streaming their kids just doing stuff around the house now. Uh-huh. <laughs> and to have something that's fast paced and moving that draws you in when there's a lot of dramas being made, a lot of other series that are having their continuations and they're drawn out and you're invested in that story. But to be pulled into something new and take you out of what what we're going through, like the pandemic and stuff's closed down, stuff opening back up. I, I'm not going to lie. I watched this probably five times. Hey, easy watches, <laughs> easy in the bed with my dogs in the living room. My wife came in from work. I had her go back out so I could watch it again. <laughs> this is just one of the series that that uh, was kind of got me back into it because I'm always down for Lego Star Wars. Uh, you know, huge Star Wars guy. But then when you start like Ninjago and the other ones, the 3D animation kind of took me out of it. And to see this and then not only to I, I, mean, I know you guys call him Jack, but JPDS is 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 on the screen. And then you have uh, Sean Schimmel coming in with the voice and then Steve Bloom. And you're just like, I don't know if I can take this. Like all of these <laughs> these voices, all of the emoting. And that's one thing that, uh, Jack, I want to ask, like how going from other traditional characters like you said they're slower pace i noticed that your characters seem to have this overall hero's journey where they don't know if they have the confidence but they have the dream and you clearly see that in this first episode with mk yeah uh his appreciation for the monkey king then i don't know if i can do this i shouldn't even be able to to do what i'm doing now and it's just like a little bit of faith and that right there like i know that you I feel like you pulled this specifically from Iron Giant. It was like, <laughs> this is your dream. You know, you can decide who you are. And starting the series out that way, I feel like that's an, when you're talking about reaching out to the younger demographic. I feel like that's what kids are looking at now. What can I be? What do I want to do? And this instills that in them, but also reinvigorates it for for adults as well. Like I'm 34 and I'm like, dude, I'm about to be a firefighter, I guess. Or please, I'm about to go out here and do something new. Because because MK did. So, uh, I, I loved it. Um, yeah, it's a cool launch that it's this kid who sees that, you know, this world of legend and then gets to step into it. That it's not, you know, it's a hero's journey into a world that he already admired and and worshipped in that way, um, which is very cool. And then he's going to, yeah, as the confidence builds, I will say this character gets to a play i really enjoyed getting to explore a level of sort of like cockiness eventually Mm. with this character that i often don't bring to stuff i tend to keep a keep an anxious note in everything i do and and uh this this kid gets gets pretty brash eventually uh in in some very fun ways um i gotta say real quick i love having elijah on because um he literally took the question that i was gonna ask i was gonna ask about the hero's journey I don't, don't you guys don't know this, but fun. this is this like I'm Josh's podcast wife, even though we're, <laughs> we're not on episodes all the time. Like, I know what he's thinking. He, he needs his foot rub right now. He needs a shoulder massage. But I wanted to take those off because I knew you had something else brewing in the 
I know. I love Batman. <laughs> uh, I, I will say uh, there's something, something that does kind of stink about Monkey Kid, um, and that is the toys aren't here yet. Like, I, I wanted to go out and I was like, man, that big, huge mech, I was like, I want that. Like, that would look so cool, like, on a shelf right here. I want the big, I want the big mech. And I was like, $254. Yeah. I was like, no, no, that's, that's not. Well, uh -huh. well I can, I, a few things. Like, first of all, Eli, I need to get you some more screeners because you should be watching that, that pilot five times. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of interesting story coming, um, you know, I'm not going to lie, you know, and if you're into this universe, you might already have found some, you know, some bootlegs uh, at YouTube or what have you. Um, and we are, you know, there's a, there's already, you know, several seasons in, in, you know, different stages of finalization, but um, um, there's a lot of story. The characters, you know, we kind of, we keep taking it one step up as, as Jack said, you know, I think the pilot is, is a great piece in its own right. And it's, I'm sure it will sell some products, Josh. Uh, that might be pricey, but man, building that mech, you know, was the first time I built Lego for a long time. And it was incredible experience. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that right now. Like that product is so good. It's worth every penny. And there's more, there's more coming, unfortunately. So I need to ask my wife now like, if I can <laughs> buy some of that. Well, hey, um, I mean, yeah, that was one of the things. Cause like I grew up with Lego. Cause I mean, I don't know who, you know, didn't. You know, like we grew up with Legos, right. so it's like I I loved playing with them, and this was one of the things I was like, okay, this not a lot makes me want to go back into like that Lego market, um, but yeah, this I was like, man, it just looks so cool. Like, I just yeah. I don't want to build it. Like <laughs> it's an incredible piece, and and it's like the products inspired the writing, the the writing, the you know the actors in the booth. You know, I think Jack and the guys, you know, when you ask Jack to do a little ad lib, you, you, you get a, a full episode of just hilarious <laughs> stuff and it completely breaks everybody because you like, you can't, you know, suddenly you have so much good stuff and the episodes are running like twice as long as they should. Uh, and <laughs> the rest of the staff, the rest of the cast is the same. And then the show is very kind of, you know, board driven, as we say in the industry. Mm -hmm. So you know, the, the writers would do a draft and we'll go through all the passes with me and, you know, um, the other creators and some of the toy people. But then the directors would take that with the actors. They would do like re rewrites. They would do like crazy gags that mm -hmm. I was definitely a little bit like, how are we getting away with this? <laughs> you know, and those, you know, honestly, quite a few times where we like, let's not, let's not ask, you know, let's just, yeah, let's like just it. do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's working. Like, um, and we in in season two, especially, we are doing some pr pretty crazy stuff to the characters that I don't think the official legal guidelines uh, do allow. But but it works, and people, you know, get into the universe and they love the life that that brings. Uh, and yeah, buy the products afterwards. I'm sure. Yeah, because I mean, like, because like speaking of the universe, like it is Lego, but it's also not Lego. Like, it doesn't feel like something Lego. But then in the pilot, we do have one of the, the bull guards, you know, just like rips his arm off. <laughs> and it's cute. And you're like, yeah, this it's is cute. Lego, but it doesn't really feel like Lego, which to me makes makes me think that the show is going to do very, very well. Because oh, yeah. it's different enough, and it's 2D, and there's not a lot of stuff coming 2D anymore. We're all moving on to like the, the weird, you know, like CG 3D type of thing. 
So like, I, I love that it's, you know, it looks like this, like the style is great. Yeah, um, it's pretty. Oh yeah, it's it's so nice. Like, uh, it, it reminds me a lot of like, uh, Wakfu. Um, mm. Oh yeah. The way it's paced and everything, like everything's so fast. Uh, and like, I was like, oh yeah. I was like, cause I want more Wakfu. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is, this is what I wanted. So it gives me this nice little like, uh, uh, breather from whack food because you're like, oh, have some have some monkey kid on your on your plate. Um, what were? Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Vils. Uh, sorry, I just want to really quickly mention because we were talking about distribution a second ago, and I know everybody's asking the same question a thousand times. So I just want to say that you know, sit tight, everybody. It's coming <laughs> very very soon to North America. Uh, the deals are signed. It's coming. It's exciting. It's a great home for this this fun uh, franchise. So. It's coming. Sweet. I, I had a question. Guys in 2031. Like, I know we got the toys, but are we going to get in these shoes? Because DBK and, and Red Sun went in there and they came out with some nice kicks. And I was like, this right here, like adding this in <laughs> is amazing. And then Steve Bloom both playing like the, the shoe store assistant and DBK. Like, yeah, it's all over there. Yeah. But sitting there taking pictures, like, yeah. I was like, you know what? This is stepping outside so many boxes. It kind of reminded me of, uh, uh, Zalin Showdown, yeah, but also mixed with, yeah, with like a modern version, narratively wise, you know, similar to Outlaw Star and, and Trigun to where you're going through this journey and you're not really sure where it's going to go, but you know it's going to be something epic. So, but I do want some shoes. I'm not going to lie. I need some <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have to get in line. Like, it's it was a long line, so I don't even know. Okay. Pre-order, like, how does that work? Do you pre-order that and then you still have to be in line? Because that's they just hot dropped it, man. You just got to show up. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all you gotta do. Send something out on Insta, and they were like, "Be here in ten minutes, guys." Yeah, <laughs> and that's cool too. Like a world that we get like this neon gritty, and then you have social media too. But you're telling a martial arts like I'm. For you guys that don't know, because I don't know how I, I think we talked about Josh, but I'm I'm a fourth degree black, but I've been doing martial arts since I was four, and anything martial arts driven, you know, tickles my fancy. But this, like adding in everything, especially now, seeing a lot of martial artists having shoe deals and clothing deals outside of traditional geese and things like that, it's just like blending the world. You've seen it in animation now. It's just full circle, and it always makes me feel warm on the inside. <laughs> This episode of What's Up Fandom is sponsored by Wild Bill Soda. Summertime is upon us, so why not beat the heat with some delicious craft sodas? Wild Bill's has been creating unique old-fashioned sodas since 2002. Try some of their classic flavors like Rocky Mountain Root Beer, Gatling Gun Grape, Six Shooter Sarsaparilla, Bucking Birch Beer, and Blazing Black Cherry. Or taste some of their newest additions like Strawberry Cream, Blackberry, or Dr. Bill's. Head over to drinkwildbills.com and use code FANDOM10 at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. You can also click the link in the description and get your starter pack today. So grab yourself a nice cold soda and support the podcast. Uh, Jack, what do you want to see? Uh, like, is there something that MK hasn't done yet that you want to see him do, him pull off? Oh, no. I don't know how to not spoil all the very cool things that I know are coming in the next. I mean, uh, 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 so, yes, so many like the the I there's a cool like the Monkey King has such a wide array of abilities and powers traditionally within within these these uh, stories. Um, so there's a you know, there's a narrative structure that we'll play with sometimes where like there's some 
you know, sections of seasons where it's just like episode to episode, sort of collecting a new power, sort of learning a new skill, building a thing, trying to get to Monkey King's level. And uh, there's some very cool ones. I can say that. I don't know if I should say much more than that. No, no. <laughs> but, but stuff that uh, the Monkey King can do that I, I, I'm I'm excited for people to see is like the transformations, I think, is a very mm-hmm. cool thing. Uh, the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's definitely like when you look at some of like the play sets, it's so it's like spoilers for the show because you're like looking at it and be like, oh, that's going to be cool when that happens. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, Vilas, I don't know that well. Like, what direction does that stuff flow? Are, are there things that are because most of the stuff that's in the toys is in the show. And I'm curious, like, how, which dire- is it the toy first and then? We know, like, cool, that'll be a set piece at some point in the show. Or does it work vice versa? Well, I, you know, it's almost a different podcast because I can talk about the Lego process <laughs> for, like, weeks. Um, uh, and it's it's a process that works, you know, very well. They, you know, they really perfected it over the years, and it's been very much the same. They call it the play theme puzzle. Um, and it's basically like this, you know, imagine, like, a, a nightmarish PowerPoint in one slide that has every single touch point of a franchise at Lego. It's very, you know, down to the math. Um, and then they throw, you know, kind of, you know, you know, different creatives like Simon Lucas onto it, who was the, the toy director on Monkey Kid for a long time. And like animation hitman, like myself on it, like kind of these, like these maniacs into this very perfect spreadsheet. And it completely kind of starts to gel. Um, and that's when it works because this is also there's also examples where that don't work uh, and the creatives are kind of stuck in the spreadsheet. Um, but we made it work. Also, um, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Xiao Dong uh, was one of the main creators of this, and the three of us kind of got together and we looked at all these different parts. Um, and over the years, you know, we basically were you know discussing where can we take this franchise? What is the next episode? You know, we would bring in Chinese writers and you know, American writer Jeremy. Uh, we bring in like Sarah and David, the, the directors in, in Sydney, and we all kind of be jamming on ideas. Sometimes the product team will be like, hey, we really want to do a really cool mech because, you know, mechs are cool. And we're <laughs> like, another mech? Okay. Uh, I guess we can write that in somehow, you know. Yeah. And, but most of the time it's very organic. Uh, it's the design team pitches ideas, you know, hey, we should do a boat. And we're like, oh, well, Sandy, you know, what if Sandy loves ocean adventures? Uh, and then suddenly it becomes his thing. I was saying this just yeah. like all about ocean. Um, yeah, so it's, it's it's organic. And when it works, the you know the people inside that spreadsheet are in harmony. And it's not a prison; it's a uh, it's a golden cage of opportunity. <laughs> so it's a lot more organic, you'd say, when you're creating these toys. Um, it mixed with these stories and these characters because I noticed like when you watch the first few seasons of Ninjago and just in comparison because Legos it feels very forced like oh look they have dragons now but there's a motorcycle too we just so happen to have toys of each so it feels a bit more organic or like we have a little bit of that issue i think as well you know <laughs> but we also uh, make some very meta jokes about it i think you're <laughs> very self-aware yeah. Like, yeah. we're like That's oh good. how convenient you yeah. know like I, I was i was gonna like that was gonna be one of our next our next topics was like just kind of like the humor in in the show and yeah i love i know exactly like 
you guys talk about when he pulls out the little schematics, it's like, do you not think I would have three? Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, there is obviously a stage three. Uh, (laughs) Why wouldn't it turn into something else? Uh, But yeah, no. uh, Yeah, answer more of Sam's question because that was, that's really good. I'll answer to you, Jack, actually, because, you know, you've been, you know, doing so many uh, high quality animated shows in your life. And um, I don't know if we'll, I guess I guess we are high quality on Monkey Kid as well. I'm not sure, but seems feels like it. Feel, kind of feels like it, but I'm not sure. We'll see what people say when it comes out. But um, but what's what's the main difference from your perspective? You know, coming from Avatar and Dragon Prince into this. I mean, the biggest difference between both of the shows and this, like by far, is the the pace. Like this show is just so jokey, so fast moving, uh, so much like a. Uh, uh, Dra- compared to Dragon Prince, like Dragon Prince is like, I think a beautifully like patient show where we're building this world and mythology. Um, and Monkey Kid, probably in part because it's building off of an existing mythology, is just you know spraying it at you at <laughs> out of a fire hose. Uh, yeah, and also like like you were saying that we have some self awareness. There's like a meta nature to this show that I think is like common in lego stuff it feels like you know, like the lego yeah. movie at least like call some of that stuff out and then i think we 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 do it a lot here um but uh i think there's still so it's a show that i think is much more action and joke centric than a lot of the stuff i've done before but uh still with a, a good amount of heart we do still like slow down for a, a an emotional beat but not as often as dragon prince which i think like really yeah is these like you know very in-depth character piece emotional scenes i think are are more a staple of dragon prince than this which is this high octane mile a minute show oh. and, and the writing it's like it's very tricky because you know you can take it so far in terms of like you know the breaking the fourth wall or, you know all the lego jokes you know this would have been easier with fingers you know there's so many jokes uh and it's actually i think it's a skill to find the level um because as you guys have kept saying, it's like, it doesn't feel like Lego. And I'm definitely debating if that's a good or bad thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, for now, I would say it's a good thing. Uh, and it's just finding that, you know, that balance where you're still in the universe and it's still serious, right? It's still emotional. Because I think, you know, especially in later episodes and seasons, it's like we take it in places where we don't want the audience to just be like with their phones doing other stuff. We want them to be watching this for the, you know, the, the 11 minutes and actually um season one is very kind of episodic kind of you know willing villain of the week um and we go with the writing more serialized like meaning the episodes yeah. a little bit more connected and in, and more 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 so as we go because it's like you're luring in you know the kids and the mm-hmm. and their parents be like oh this show is easy to watch you know you can digest <laughs> it it's easy mm-hmm. and then next time we hit them it's a little bit more serious they get a little bit more attached yeah, because I think they're ready for it, and then yeah, and uh, as we go, it gets. Yeah, I don't know if I can say where we are in recording, but uh, where we are now is very dense. <laughs> like I love it that like now we're in a place where like ah yeah, this is a payoff of something that happened. You know, they move so fast, and then we've got stuff that's paying off. Fifteen episodes ago, paying off the previous season of like ah that character is finally coming back in a really meaningful way. Um, we get into that in the villain of the week formula i think ends up building to 
okay, now we've established in a very quick period of time, we've established 10 villains who can all sort of be popping up in different places mm. with different meaningful interactions. Wow. And I see that builds to some really cool stuff. Yeah. That like that actually brings up another question, um, which thank you for setting up that up, Jack. That was great. Um, <laughs> I, I read ahead in the outline here, so I was just figuring. <laughs> you can't see. Yeah. Don't, don't talk about That's they don't. Know. I just. It's really interesting that you say that about like the different types of villains, and so it's kind of like. So Monkey Kid, you know, it's based off of the Chinese mythology Monkey King. So are the villains also based off of mythology as well? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Great uh, question. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. We're, we're, yeah, it, it, we are based it because there's such a rich, uh, there's so much great mythology, so many great stories. Um, and yeah, we, I think we are opening up a little bit in later episodes. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think it's so hard not to tease anything here. So I'm sorry, Josh. I think we might have to do it uh, maybe in half a year. We can, uh, we can meet again and we can talk about it again. <laughs> Hey, we'll we'll be here in half a year. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. About I mean, that. I mean, hopefully we're in Oklahoma. <laughs> you never know. Uh, <laughs> here for uh, for you know a half a year. Who knows? You have to move back to LA. That's what you have to do. But yeah. that's a whole other discussion. That's plan that is the plan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a we, question. We in person next time, I guess. Oh, hey. I'm down for that. Um, both both of you being uh, fathers of, of young, very, very young children, has that shaped and changed the way that you are um, actually creating <laughs> <laughs> creating your content? Has has Ella of Arabia inspired you to, to write an episode just focusing? Because I know like at the very end, we see Princess Iron Fan coming in to, to swoop in and you're like, there's another strong female lead opposed to my and you have these both of these groups that I don't know it seemed like they just stuck out to me that they are holding these groups together that's going to be the heart of each one of the the, the villains and the heroes and then there's going to be relationships that build in there so how is your own personal experience with these these new bundles of life I know Ella's Ella's <laughs> almost five now how how At my daughter yes She's a uh, two and two. Two, two. Okay. Uh, yeah. See, I'm, I'm adding some ears. I'm trying to get you out of that sleepless phase. <laughs> my, my, yeah. My daughter's 15 months, so we're still pre, mm. pre TV. Yeah. yeah, she's all she watches is the uh, the Meghan Markle narrated <laughs> elephant documentary. She's a big fan of that. Dude, that's great. It's <laughs> great. It's great. That's better uh, than Baby Shark. Yeah, mm. I've avoided that so far. <laughs> it's. It's, you know, it's the cliche, uh, you know, it, it um, just really quick, it changes your life a little bit. And I think as a, as a writer and as a storyteller, um, it, it's fun to have a subject terrorize for the next, I guess, 18 years with your stories. And, you know, and, and it's, um, you know, it gives you a perspective, you know, because a lot of people in this industry, um, you know, do not have kids, which is totally fine as a choice. Um, but I'm very happy with the perspective it's giving me. Uh, and I think there's a few, you know, there's a few episodes coming up with a more of a father son. Uh, there's also like monkey, monkey King and MK has a little bit of a father son relationship. He's just, he's just fairly terrible father uh -huh. and mentor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it, it has influenced, you know, and I'm more and more so as, you know, 
your kid is getting older and you're getting older as well um for sure and like i hope like she she likes to watch the animatics and animation when i'm working yeah. <laughs> uh and she likes you know monkey kid a lot mm-hmm. so uh yeah yeah <laughs> nice um final thoughts on uh, monkey kid before we uh we start wrapping up i'm really excited for people to see it when it gets <laughs> when it gets here i think genuinely i think it is like a uh, I think the way Vilas is talking about like pulling people into it, I think it's a show that is uh, an easy watch mm-hmm. at the beginning that will reward you having watched an easy watch. Like it's a show that mm-hmm. is just like yeah. delicious candy. It's very fast paced. It's visually, I think, totally stunning. I think there's some great jokes. So I think it's something where it's just like you can just get in there and have it wash over you. And I do think you will then find the depth of character, the richness of the mythology, uh, and the the like eventual narrative payoffs to be quite uh, 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 fulfilling for candy. You know, it's like oh, yeah. protein candy. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Great. I'm excited for people to see it. <laughs> I think that's I think that summed it up. Yeah, you did perfect. I don't want to. I don't want to follow that. that it's it's hard once there's you know protein candy analogies it, oh yeah it's just hard to it's hard to top that got it close the zoom <laughs> <laughs> um guys thanks thanks you all so much thanks <laughs> they're hot um thank you all so much uh for coming on so let's uh you know kind of if you guys will we'll do our, our outros every and everything now so you know be sure and plug anything that you want to plug social medias, all that stuff. Oh uh, let's start with uh, our wonderful guest. Let's start with Sam. Oh, with me. Wow. Well, thank yes. you. Uh, you can find, thank you so much for having me, Josh, as always. It's a pleasure. Um, you can find me on the internet pretty much anywhere under Sam, Sam Sawyer and stay tuned for hopefully some news on my animated series, Salem. And uh, yeah, pretty much we're getting there. That's really, there's not much I can say yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> That's the main. Yes. Getting there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Velos, what about you? Yeah. Well, I'm just. I hope everybody's gonna watch the show when it comes out. Uh, and my name is so unique that there's <laughs> usually only one search result on uh, my. At least my first name is getting more popular. So I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't jinx it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and watch out for all the kid pictures. So uh, yeah. Aww. Nice, uh, Jack. Uh, I'm on uh, uh, Instagram where I will post once a year. <clears throat> so you could check that out if you want to see me uh, wish happy Mother's Day to my wife once Aww. a year. <laughs> I'm very bad at social media. I'm on, I'm on Instagram, just at Jack DeSena. Uh I do some sketch comedy on YouTube, Chris and Jack, yeah. that I can I can recommend to you. We've been doing that for years, me and one of my dear friends, Chris. So there's a whole catalog of sketch stuff that that uh, uh, I'm proud of. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Sometimes I'm just, I'm just dabbling my toe into the Twitch water. I'm a little bit every once in a while yes. on Twitch now. Nice. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if that's something I stick with. But yeah, and watch uh, Dragon Prince as well. Felix and I also on Netflix. We've got it's more of that coming show. out soon. I hear it's a good show. It's a good uh, show. Yeah. We're yeah. making yeah, if you like good things, four more amazing. seasons of it. So wow. get, in, get in now. Yeah, they got Absolutely. To- Catch up. So That's another one that'll grab you. You don't need... Like, it's, it's weird that these shows, you don't need to do the traditional three or four episodes. I feel like the the narrative choices at the beginning draw you in. Like, 
immediately. So to, to what we're speaking on before, it doesn't feel like Lego, but it is Lego. I think this is just the, the new innovation and people are going to craft to it. Cause now I want to go back and get Legos and my buddy, he, him and uh, his two sons are always on Lego. So I know when this drops, that's going to be where he's dropping all his money. No more Gundam. <laughs> Gundam oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. And did you did you save me for last, Josh? Because I have a whole bunch of exactly that. I was like, I was like, Elijah's got like seven <laughs> things he's gonna plug. I I in my in my older age, my wisdom. I have I'm not doing as many podcasts. If you want to find anything that I do as, as far as the podcast, go to blackandstudios.com or you can search my name, the Elijah Bailey Show, anywhere or a little bit of anime. It's a biweekly anime podcast. And then follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000, where I am going through uh, the the uh, Trunks DLC on Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. But the reason you haven't seen me for the last few days is because I've been watching Monkey Kid. Like, no, no shit. <laughs> over and over and over and again. over again. Yes, like a good <laughs> Samaritan shit. <laughs> and we'll put everybody's links and socials in the show notes so you can find all of those. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom, on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for podcasts. Um, all of our episodes available iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, and on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Thanks to one out of 10 for the intro and outro for this episode. Uh, check them out on Spotify. They're an awesome Glendale band. So if you're in the Glendale area, they do do concerts now. So like they've started doing concerts again. So you can go check them out. Um, also, thanks to Wild Bills for sponsoring this episode. Uh, drink some Wild Bills. Get yourself some delicious soda. Uh, Jack, you, you've been to conventions. Uh-huh. Uh, so you know that uh, that was a weird way to say <laughs> uh, you know those uh, they used to like they kind of look like uh, like an old timey like uh, soda jerk place that they, the people walk around with like the big kind of like mugs like the tin mugs yeah 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 so yeah that's our sponsor Wild Bills so fantastic no uh, cons going on right, right now right now um, right now Wild Bills since there's no cons going on right now uh, they decided they were going to uh, can all of their delicious sodas so now you can buy them in a nice little 12 pack very Ooh. nice love, love them for this accent like love oh, yeah. it <laughs> can we, can we do the whole thing with that accent yeah but yeah <laughs> Use code fandom10 at checkout to get 10% off your purchase there. Uh, they've also got barbecue sauces. They've got lemonade, <sighs> peas, uh, beef jerky. Shot glasses. Shot glasses. Anything you want, they got them. Summer uh, drinks. Guys, everyone, thank you so much for coming on. This was this was fun. Let's do it again in six to ten months. There we go. When we get new stuff coming out. Hey, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. I'm Sam. I'm Elijah. There's two more. Oh, I'm Jack. I'm Phyllis! <laughs> I thought you guys <laughs> Alright, great! <laughs> <laughs>